afternoon, heaviest rain coming in tonight. It's my pleasure to welcome back my pal Jim Zahansky from Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky Strategic Wealth Advisors. He's principal, managing partner, and chief strategy officer at Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky. And today we talk about counteracting inflation with a spring cleaning of your finances. Jim, always a pleasure to have you on. Did you intentionally plan it for the opening day of baseball season? Oh, man. I Well, of course. I mean, unfortunately, though, it looks like we, we got delayed a day, right? For Red Sox? Really important game, yeah. Yeah, it's okay, though. We'll be back. We're ready to go tomorrow, I think. All right, skip this financial stuff for a second. What's your prognosis on the baseball season for <clears throat> our guys? Oh, man. I, I mean, i, I got to think good things, right? I mean, we've got, we've got a good nucleus back. We've got our manager back who's got momentum. Um, I, I think... Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get. I don't know if I'm educated enough to tell you how many wins, but I feel like they'll be at the top of the division. Well, the magic number is 163. I think the hitting's all right. I'm a little concerned about the pitching, though, including the bullpen. So that's my take on the season. And now opens tomorrow. All right, we are discussing rising inflation and the like today. And does that show in your market report? Well, the market. Yeah, the market report. Let's start. You want to start there, right? That's sort of how I led that in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I'd, I'd like to kind of skip it. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's been it's been um, one of the hardest quarters. Whether whatever sort of investment you're looking at, whether you're looking at you know equities or, or fixed income, um, the only thing that's really performed fairly well in the first quarter were commodities. Um, you know, and and so basically, the markets have been impacted pretty dramatically by geopolitical tensions that are happening in, in Ukraine and in Russia. There's much tighter monetary policy. We've been talking about this for, for quite a while um, as we are getting sort of diverging from what was the COVID-19 policies in mon- mon- money policy to how do we get out of them. So higher interest rates are driving it. So, you know, equities overall had, had a very difficult quarter, as did bonds. So just to give you some, some numbers on that, the S&P 500 index, a good index to look at for uh, stock or equities returns. Uh, you know, year to date down um, about four and a half percent in the first quarter. Fixed income, or or uh, on the aggregate side, bonds performance year to date uh, minus six percent. So you can see that these negatives are not helping investors. Um, if you're a long-term investor, the question becomes: Is this a blip? And if you're looking for short-term wins, there's tough really difficult markets to be looking for short-term wins in right now. There's very few areas of the market that are actually performing. All the times that we've talked with you and your associates from Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky, uh, we do drop those words in like commodities and equities. But I have to admit, I might speak for more than just a few people. I don't know what that means. What is a commodity? What is an equity? Yeah, well, equities are, are essentially stocks. So if you, uh, we'll start with that because they're, they're widely held, right? So if you own, whether you own an index like the S&P 500 index fund, which is a collection of stocks that are trading uh, on the S&P 500 index, um, they could be, you know, companies like you know that are publicly traded. Um, you know, for example, Amazon or Apple. Apple might be the most widely held. And you own a piece of, um, uh, you know, a, a piece of one share or more of of their of their company, and they're using that capital to to essentially um, grow their business. And you're you're buying it because 
you think they'll grow and the stock price will rise and you'll make money on it. Um, and, and when you think of a, a fixed income, it's a bond, which is more of a debt instrument from those companies, whether you're buying a corporate bond or a municipal bond, municipal bond, like, like you might hear like, oh, the school's going to bond and, and build a new building. Um, you might buy that and you're buying that debt instrument to pay you interest and eventually the principal back. Uh, and commodities could be, you know, all things like oil and gas and gold and silver and copper, uh, corn even, you know, and, and sort of the, the, those, um, you know, oil obviously has been very volatile in the first quarter as has gas. Um, but there's been, been certain, um, certain levels that, you know, other commodities have reached, which have been strong. So, um, hopefully that helps. Does that answer your question? Absolutely. And also the elephant in the room is what's happening in Ukraine right now and the Russian invasion and the spinoff effect that has on where the markets are now and where they're going. Yeah. I mean, I had mentioned the first quarter performance being driven by two things. Um, one of them is this geopolitical tension between Ukraine and, and Russia. And, uh, and the second is the tightening monetary policy by the Federal Reserve in the U.S. When you talk about Ukraine and Russia, um, you know, these geopolitical tensions bring some uncertainty to markets, which they don't like. There's also, uh, you know, worry around increased inflation, particularly in things like uh, oil exports and, and things that are coming from Russia, where prices are um, a bit more volatile, particularly in the European region, because they are in high dependency of Russian uh, natural gas and, and oil. And so, um, you know, that when there's less of it going there and, and they need more from other parts of the world, essentially the overall supply uh, reduces and uh, prices rise. So, you know, we already have a high inflation, which is part of our topic today, and uh, the Russia-Ukraine or that geopolitical tension certainly adds to that issue. And since we are talking about inflation, that is kind of where we're going as far as a theme for today's program with some pretty high inflation. Cost of everything's kind of going up, so what can we do about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, when you look at the inflation rate and, and people wondering what that is, I mean, essentially it's, 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 a, it's a measure of the prices of goods and services, right? And it's measured by standard is the, is the uh, Consumer Price Index or the CPIU. Um, and, and we look at this, you know, it's released often. And when you think about the annual refl- inflation rate for the United States uh, over the last 12 months ending in January was about 7.5%. To give you some context, the Federal Reserve, who sets monetary policy, they like to have that benchmark be 2 2.5%. So obviously um, the goods and services are, are, are costing us a lot more money from gasoline to coffee to cereal to um, you know, things you're buying in grocery stores and eating in restaurants, and, and uh, you know, we're the ones having to pay for that. So I think we'll focus some time on what are the things that your listeners can do to counteract it, you know, um, and, and they're, those range from making more money to spending less money to reallocating money, and we'll talk to some of those specifics in a moment. All right, Jim, so what are some of these financial spring cleaning tips you can offer us? Yeah, I mean, a lot of them focus just around, um, uh, uh, you know, budgeting and spending and habits and things. But one, uh, the first one's probably uh, more obvious in, in a sense that um, no one wants to hear this, but, you know, you have to manage your spending. You know, with everything costing more, uh, maybe you're in the Starbucks line now and you're, you're asking for oat milk and they're charging you 60, 60 cents more or, you know, uh, those things are costing more money. And so your money doesn't go as far. So you have to 
think about what is a realistic budget. So, for example, if you were spending, you know, $1,000 a month between groceries and um, eating out and, and sort of, um, you, know, you know, all your food items, and those food items are now costing you 1200 where does that $200 come from? And how do you evaluate your budget in a way that allows you to accommodate the higher costs, but also make sure that you're reducing the non-essential items? So maybe you can't eat out as much, as an example, um, or maybe you can't go to the concert you want to go to um, because you have to spend more on food. So, you know, you, you sort of have to think about the non-essentials and ensure that you're reallocating your budget to cover the essentials and uh, that's the first step when you're thinking about recalculating your monthly budget. And I would think maybe the second step is trying to figure out ways to make your money go farther. Yeah, I mean, you know, you want to think about cutting costs, right? So watch for deals. Make you, you know, make your money go further when you're thinking about where you're spending it. Um, and and the other thing to think about when you when making your money go further is uh, you know we're right around tax season we're almost a week away from from uh, the filing date and many of you have filed already uh, when you're listening here today you know if you got a big tax return uh, is that that's really feels good but maybe you don't have to be um, you know having as many taxes taken out of your paycheck uh, right now you might need that money with things costing a bit more. So you could probably adjust your withholding from your paycheck uh, if you're getting a large return. Um, if you're not getting a large return or you owed money, this advice isn't for you. Um, but if you did get a large return and you don't owe money to either the state or the feds for your taxes for 2021, you might be able to adjust how much you're taking out of your paycheck, give yourself a little bit more each week so that you can pay for these higher prices at the pump and at the grocery store and restaurants and things like that. Do you get people coming in or talking to you, either phone or Zoom or whatever, who start talking about the concerns they've got that, you know, the buck isn't going as far as it did even six months or a year ago? Yeah. Uh, I mean, definitely those that in, in retirement stage, um, you know, where they're getting income from sources like investments and when you're getting income from Social Security investments and, and sort of not working day to day, you know, yeah, I mean, you have to make sure that your investments are performing long term to beat that inflationary number. So, I mean, you know, although the one year inflation number is about seven and a half percent, when you look at it on a longitudinal basis, it's much more near the norm, you know, three percent over over a, a three year period. So, you know, if your investments are, are beating that, then that's a good thing. But if you've got all your money in a bank account, um, it hasn't beat 3% over three years. So, you know, you're losing money in that scenario. So you have to be, that's the sort of thinking we're providing to clients is where you're keeping your money, how is it performing versus what the, what the costs are in the world, and, uh, and, and sort of how do you make sure that you have enough to live on. Um, and, and uh, you know, if you need a little bit more, as long as your investments have outperformed that inflation number, that isn't a problem. And speaking of savings, do you have any tips on how to keep saving even in this environment? Well, keep it really simple. Savings should be a part of your budget. So uh, the first thing I said was relook at your budget. Savings is, uh, is an essential. It's not a non-essential. So you have to save if you want to stop working someday. And so it's just sort of think about it as part of your budgeting process and you have to cut costs elsewhere. 
It's that simple. Let me write that down. Okay, I got that. And and, and these days, talking 2022, where are people saving? Where are they putting their savings? Is it in the market? Um, you know, a lot has entered the market. There's been a lot of inflow to both. To, to, during the pandemic, uh, you know, there was pretty significant household savings, more than, more than in, in, in many recent years. So that, you know, whether it's in your bank account, whether it's in your investment account, um, you know, your 401ks, Americans saved more money during the pandemic. Um, they're starting to spend some of that money now. So, you know, it's it, it, it's sort of to the point I was making is you have to look at where those savings are. Um, and your listeners, some of them might just be trying to save money to have a little extra cushion for their bills. That That's probably good to have in your bank account right now, right, if you can do it. Um, for those of you who might be earning a bit more and able to save in a retirement account, you know, you... Uh, you definitely have to keep contributing and and do that on a dollar cost averaging strategy, meaning every paycheck, so that you can continue to uh, contribute to your retirement account and enter the investment markets at different points of time because markets fluctuate uh, vastly over the year. And what about investments? Has inflation taken a toll on investments? Well, I mean, not from a direct point of view, but certainly, and I've talked about this, there's a couple ways that investors have to think about rising inflation. And one of them is, is you know, is your portfolio outperforming the longer-term investment uh, inflation rates, right? So when you think of inflation over a five-year period, what's the average been and have your investments outperformed it? Um, and when you think of your investments, you should think about all those you have invested in the markets plus any cash in your, your you know, savings account. Um, and all of that combined, if you're not outperforming inflation over, say, a three- or five-year period, then, it, then you sort of have to say, well, what can I do about that? You know, can I increase the risk level? Are there different parts of the markets I could be at that could, in fact, uh, bring that return? So it has you think about your long-term financial strategy um, right there. Right? That's a, a really good conversation with your advisor. Or if you're contributing to your 401k, uh, you know, talk to them. Uh, you know, whoever that provider is and, and make sure you've got the right investment strategy. And, and the other area, um, you know, when you think about inflation is the companies you're investing in, you asked, what's an equity? Well, it's a stock, right? And, and how is, are, are those companies you're holding performing because of inflation? You know, are they able to thrive? Are they able to grow as fast? Are they able to continue to grow? Because, at the end of the day, a company has to meet its earnings guidance to grow its stock. And, and so um, that's, that's something to consider is what parts of the market are able to succeed in a high inflation environment. And that's where, uh, you know, your advisor can come in and, and provide certain parts of markets that have storm, uh, performed historically during, um, you know, high inflation periods and periods of monetary policy tightening. And, um, those are the exact questions we tackle in our investment committee, uh, you know, on a monthly basis. And along the same lines, the things are costing more these days, and you might have some people that are having a hard time making ends meet. So they got to dip into their investment. They got to dip into their savings. They got to dip into their rainy day fund. Is this a bad time to be taking money out? Because if you leave it in, as I often say, 
it's just a paper loss, and a lot of times the market comes back up. But are, are you losing money right now if you try to reach into those funds to try to make ends meet during this economic situation? You know, the, you'd probably want to have a higher amount in your bank account if you can and sort of keep your keep the money that's invested in the market so that it can it can ride out the volatility. I mean, if you're watching the swings in the markets, uh, you know, stock markets rising and falling, you know, 1% to 2% in given days, right? And if you miss those days of upward momentum, uh, but you only take the downward momentum or you take out on a downward momentum day, you, you might be leaving some money on the table. So that's why it, it's, it's critical to think about what we call, you know, liquidity. How much should you have in that emergency fund or how much should you have in cash? If all of your money is invested, then you're going to be bound to take money out at a low point in the markets. So how much should you have on the side? Well, probably somewhere in the neighborhood, you know, in that rainy day fund, as you call it, uh, you know, we'd like to have three to six months of expenses in, in cash if you can do it. Although for some people, that's why they have those rainy day funds. It's why they have those investment funds in case something happens. And for some people, that is happening right now. Let me change gears a little bit, Jim, because uh, three of your folks, the ones we talk to all the time here once a month on our You and Your Money segment, have been awarded the 2021 Five-Star Wealth Manager Award, the largest and most widely published Wealth Manager Award program in the financial services industry. Nearly 3,200 Connecticut area wealth managers were considered for the award. Less than 10% of those wealth managers, 272, were selected. So we've got Lawrence Hale, Liesl Cording, and you, Jim Zahansky, who are named Five-Star Wealth Managers. All right. What does that mean to the average guy on the street named Wayne? Tell me what that 2021 five-star wealth manager title means, Jim. It's, I mean, it's always nice to be um, awarded amongst your peers. You know, there are some criteria that need to be met to achieve that award. Um, you know, you have to have a clean regulatory record, meaning, you know, having done things right for your clients with, with uh, no complaints. That's first and foremost. Um, and then, you know, you needed to be able to, uh, you need to be managing a certain amount of money. So that means you have to have some experience at, at managing portfolios and um, you have to be doing that for a certain period of time, at least five years. And, uh, so all of those things sort of need to add up that you've, you've demonstrated over a longer period of time to your clients that you've done the right thing by them and you've uh, been able to help them, you know, uh, decide how to invest their money and reach their goals. And, and for that, you know, less than 10% of wealth managers uh, that were eligible were awarded this throughout the state of Connecticut. So, yeah, Lawrence, uh, Liza, and I uh, are, are excited and uh, happy that we were awarded that, and hopefully um, we'll be considered in 2022 as well. Yeah, and I think the fact three from your one firm is speaks volumes as well. And is the fact that obviously you're being honored for your, your body of work at Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky, but... I think that when, when things are normal, it's one thing, but now things aren't normal. So you need an experienced wealth management advisor to be able to chart you through these unsettled waters. Yeah, I mean, we find, I mean, you know, part of our, our job is, you know, we sort of say it's a, like an accountability coach as well, right? We have a financial plan that we work with a client to build. We've aligned on it 
it's really your goals if you're the client, right? And, and we're trying to help you achieve them. And, and sort of we see it as our job to keep you on track. So, you know, all of these questions today, as an example that we talked about through inflation and, and uh, other discussions, savings, and how do we do it? I mean, the emotions that investors go through during these times, uh, it's, it, it, it range deeply, as you know. And, and uh, so we, we want to make sure that we have the ability to keep our clients on track towards their goals and help them garner through these difficult times to make sure that longer term they can do what they want. And that's, that's what, why we do this, right? I mean, you, we call it our live well phase. When people are achieving goals, it's doing the things they want in life, and they have to first have a plan to do that, secondly, have the right strategy, and third, have the right advisors that keep them on track. And, and um, you know, our team works together to do that for our clients. And if you had a first-time client, people walk in your door or call you for the first time this month, is there advice that you would be giving them this month, today, that would be different than what you might have told them, say, a year ago? And even a year ago is not fair because of the pandemic, but let's say three years ago. Well, I mean, we, we tend to use, it, it's a good question, I think the fundamentals behind financial planning would be the same. Um, the considerations that would be different would perhaps be how and when they would be invested based on the inflationary pressures that are today. Um, you know, for example, we, we um, you know, markets are pretty low right now price-wise. So, you, you know, you may, getting into them is, is not a bad idea. Uh, and so, you know, we may, depending on how much money you have and how much you need, may consider where we put that money differently than we did three years ago, uh, for sure. And then I think lastly, you know, you have to consider where people are earning their money and how they're saving. And people are earning more money than they were three years ago on a, on a general basis. Um, even though, you know, prices and things are costing them more, savings rates should, should be higher than they were three years ago. Well, that brings in another thing, too. Even though we're talking about maybe people need money or whatever because of the higher prices of things, maybe there's people who are still doing okay with this. One way or the other, though, in some ways, is this a good time maybe to make an investment because the market has been down a little bit lately? Like everyone's situation is different. But, I mean, if you use the, on a general basis, if you use the old adage of, you know, you, you, you sell when it's high and you buy when it's low, then the answer would be, yeah. I think for, for anyone who's sitting on the sidelines who has enough money to live and, and make their bills and, and, and isn't saving, um, you know, finding a way to starting to save and invest for their future is certainly a big need so that people aren't just so dependent on Social Security or other means of income when they retire having an additional stream of income that comes from investments or something else is obviously um, a, a nice way to diversify yourself as you look for your, your live well years. What are you going to do when you retire? Good information and good discussion today with Jim Zahansky discussing counteracting inflation with a spring cleaning of your finances. Jim, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Wayne. Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky, Strategic Wealth Advisors, Principals, Managing Partners, James A. Zahansky, AWMA, and Lawrence Hale, AAMS, CRPS, along with Senior Vice President, Financial Advisor, Lizel Cording, CFP, 
offers securities and advisory services through Commonwealth Financial Network, member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. They practice at 697 Pomfret Street, Pomfret Center, 06259. You can call them at 860-928-2341. Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky, strategic wealth advisors, do not provide legal or tax advice. The tenured financial services team strives to support clients in achieving their financial life goals. For more information regarding wealth management and customized financial planning with Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky, strategic wealth advisors, please visit whzwealth.com. 14 WILI Willimannic and 95.3 FM.